Hey, 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 everyone. This is Prashant, and I'll be your host for this section of the Mailman podcast called 321 with Mailman. To quickly talk about the format, the guest will be required to share three ideas or books they live by, two people they look up to, and one productivity trick they use in their everyday lives. For those of you who do not know about Mailman, Mailman is a simple Gmail plugin that sits on top of your existing inbox and delivers your emails in batches, at times pre-selected by you. With Mailman, you get complete control of when and what emails land in your inbox, hence minimizing distractions, facilitating deep work, and making your inbox a place of sanity. You can start a free trial at mailmanhq.com. That is M-A-I-L-M-A-N-H-Q.com. You can find this link in the description below. Today, we have with us Manjot Bahwavit. Manjot is the head of Stripe India. She started her career at Google as a software engineer, where she worked five plus years before making the switch to being a product manager at Google for about another two years. Interestingly, Manjot only has a computer science degree, yet she has managed to excel first as a product manager and now in her new role, heading the Stripe India division. She's the perfect example to prove that learning isn't limited limited to colleges and universities. If you have the will, you'll learn your way to the top. Manjot, we are so glad and honored to have you on the podcast. I would like you to speak some opening words. Thank you so much, Prashant, uh, for the super. I mean, you're just really kind. Uh, so <laughs> thank you so much for that uh, amazing introduction. Uh, in general, what I'll say is, uh, I mean, I love your theme of, you know, uh, doing just one degree and, uh, and and going from there in my life. Uh, the the One of the principles that I do live by is uh, that of being like, a, as cliche as it sounds, uh, a lifelong learner. Um, and uh, what that translates to overall, uh, you know, is uh, uh, tactically it translates to me sort of obviously reading a lot. Like I, I read, uh, I don't get enough time, but I still try to read uh, a lot of books, uh, articles and things that I can learn from. And sometimes I literally pick up subjects that I would want to, uh, you know, at least gain some understanding or become an expert on. Uh, and uh, just, just following things that I find enjoyable. I think that's how I will put it, um, given my curiosity. Yeah, that's absolutely perfect uh, in being a lifelong learner. Uh, and I'm really not sure how you managed to do that, being a head of a big company, also managing to learn so much on the side. Uh, I'm not sure how you do it, but let's straight get into the format so that we can get some insights into from what you drive, derive inspiration from and what makes you do these things. So my number one question for you today is, what are the three ideas or books that you live by? Um, so one of the first things, uh, I'll actually mention an idea first. Um, and uh, one of the most important things as I've grown uh, older in my life that I've learned is uh, at the end of the day, it's all about people in life. I think in early years of your life, especially, you know, uh, uh, in India and other places, I guess, uh, you do become competitive, you start focusing on on uh, those sort of things. But what you realize over time, it's just, uh, you know, it's all about the people, whether it's your uh, you know, the people that you work with, the companies that you work for, the people in the company that you work for, the kind of people that you work for, the kind of people that you hire, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the people that you would like to mentor or be mentored from, uh, your friends, your family, the people that matter. Um, I think that uh, uh, we all forget that uh, in life, our foreground are, are these people and relationships uh, that truly elevate us in life. And the background is pretty much everything that we do, uh, you know, uh, your career, your life and all those other aspects. So I'll definitely say, you know, uh, uh, play long term games um, and focus in people and relationships in life. Yeah, that, that's really amazing. Uh, what are your other ideas? I'm curious to know. 
the, I, I also mentioned the second idea. The second idea would be something like, uh, you know, um, uh, I think one of the things, uh, again, that I have sort of uh, come to believe in very strongly is uh, never make a trade of, uh, you know, your uh, health, your mental sanity and your, uh, you know, things like that for something like uh, work, etc. I think that's always uh, a bad, that's usually always a bad trade. Uh, take a decision that helps you sleep peacefully at night um, and, uh, uh, you know, your mental sanity is above everything else. So I think that's one of the second things that I learned. And uh, lastly, I'll actually mention uh, what I've, uh, you know, one of the books that I would recommend. Uh, this book is called Ego is the Enemy. It's by Ryan Holiday. Uh, something I read a, a while back, but, uh, you know, uh, messages of which have stayed with me for now. Uh, and it's also one of those books where, which, of course, you read, you know, in, in one sitting or whatever it is, but then uh, internalizing and, and building on, on that takes uh, decades, if not, if not uh, more than that, a lifetime. Um, so one of the things that you learn is basically, you know, how ego can be the source of stopping your learning. Uh, making you entitled uh, and and one of the core messages uh, that I uh, truly have internalized like one of the messages that I've internalized successfully is uh, just the importance of patience in life I think uh, the naive and impatient me uh, always believed impatience was uh, you know a weakness more than a virtue and I think after reading that book is uh, uh, you know that book basically changed my thinking around uh, how patience is Superpower. Absolutely. So those are three amazing ideas that you shared. Uh, number one was that it's all about people, whatever we do, it's all about the lives we are touching and it's all about the lives we are impacting through whatever work we are doing or whatever relationships we are having. It's all about people. That's a, that's a beautiful idea to share. Uh, number two, you shared I'd never make a trade-off on health and always optimize for sleep. And that's a really amazing thing uh, that you mentioned that uh, if you are able to sleep peacefully, then I think that's when I would call you successful. You know, that, that should be the core metric. You know, people have a lot of money and they also have a lot of stress. So they're not able to sleep peacefully. So that, that's the balance that you need to find that your success should not compromise on your sleep. If you're able to sleep well, that means that you're, you've got the right kind of success. You know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, and the number three that he shared is ego is the enemy, uh, which, which is very right. The book, uh, uh, by Ryan Holiday, that ego can really be the barrier. And once you're scaling height, once you're growing in whatever you're doing, you know, after a level, you have to keep yourself down to earth and make sure that you don't, you know, uh, make yourself bloated by those things that you're getting, uh, because that can really stop your growth uh, if you start attaching yourself to the growth that you're accruing. And another set, another thing you very subtly mentioned is about impatience, uh, how impatience is uh, not a good thing you thought earlier but by reading the book you thought it's a good thing in being impatient right uh, uh being patient is a good thing i mean pa impatience in action uh yeah. but in your mindset in like in, in, you know outcomes and people uh yeah. in, in life that's what i mean by like that book helped change yeah. that thought process on how i approach like the big decisions of life in general yeah yeah that makes perfect sense so moving on to my next question for you, who are the two people that you look up to the most and why? 
I mean, this is definitely a very uh, difficult question in general to answer. The most is, uh, I mean, the most I'll, I'll honestly, like again, I, uh, uh, in a biased way, I'll say my mom. But I, in order to answer this question, I will, I will still uh, uh, say some of the people, uh, two of the people that I look up to a lot in my life. Uh, one of them is uh, Sridhar Bengu, the founder of Zoho. Uh, I think it's just beautiful the way he's built his company. Uh, you know, a in general, uh, uh, you know, wanting to do something that actually uh, considering themselves a stakeholder of uh, whatever funds they have and uh, giving back to society, building. I mean, building Zoho University that was just mind blowing. Where they, you know, picked up. They first of all they believe in the raw talent that was uh, there in India uh, back when it was not even uh, sexy to you know start up and and all of those things. Uh, they believed in the in the talent. They actually proved how if you invest in it you can actually get brilliant results and lastly i mean zoho has been you know a, a hotbed of uh, the next generation of amazing startups coming out of india which was recently visible with the uh, ipo of uh, freshworks so i mean uh, you know uh, amazing amazing way in which sridhar has built that company truly truly inspired uh, the next person i'll say is uh, uh, i i'll use my recency bias i uh, one of my really amazing friends uh, gifted me this book uh, recently uh, called my life in full by uh, indra nui and i was just reading that uh, so i mean uh, this is the first time i'm actually reading like her life in full uh, and sort of getting to know her you know when she was in in school in college uh, just started her mba and then started working how she grew within that how she handled everything related to family and and one of the things why it stuck with me right uh, one of the things that i related to a lot uh, uh, indra also in that book several times mentioned just how important the people in her life were and how much you know she was attached to them so small small things like uh, how attached she was to her brother which i could relate to <laughs> how uh, you know she tried to manage her family uh, with uh, along with everything going on in her work life uh, uh, i mean and and very honestly speaking about it you know on how many things you actually will end up missing if you uh, prioritize on your work uh, like you will end up making those trade offs and things like that so i really like her honesty her her uh, candidness and and you know just the fact that um, uh, just looking at her journey yeah absolutely those are two really incredible people that you mentioned and uh, shridhar is on my list of the people i look up to as well uh, i have actually just five to six people on my website uh, in under the heading that these are the people that i look up to and shridhar vembu is somewhere near the top Uh, and i believe that shridhar should be the man who should be the poster boy of indian startup ecosystem he should be representing india globally you know uh, paytm and all is cool but like the way shridhar has done it you know go, uh, working from the village the zoho office and doing so much social good and you know making a bold statement for india all the time he's doing that through his twitter as well tweeting out the village life and things like that it's just amazing you know i i want a leader like that for india you know uh it's, it's just incredible uh, how he has built so so i i just hope someday I, i get somewhere close to what he's doing for india and he should be the inspiration of indians because a lot of indians always aspire to be i want to be the ceo of pepsi i want to be the ceo of google and stuff like that but if you look at the ceo the man himself shridhar vembu he is doing incredible work in india and working with the government as well at several things just so incredible so he should be the inspiration and he should be known more than he is known at this moment you know he probably should hire a pr or pr or something but he's he's so real you know the real people don't care about such things absolutely uh, but, yeah yeah so he's just very amazing and the next person that you mentioned in indra nui uh, you know the chairman of pepsi i believe right 
she's she's incredible you know uh, and again representing india on, on a global level she has been heading such a giant company for so many years and do, doing it really well and making a statement not just for india but for women all around the world that women can lead the biggest of the companies uh, and that's just really incredible uh, and 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 here i am talking to you you know you, you're heading stripe india and I'm, i have the pleasure of talking to you i, I just hope you uh, so one day you become some some close to indra nui and i'm able to talk with someone else about you like this and it would be so great and, I, and i'm sure with the trajectory that you're on you'll get there very soon yeah so so amazing two people now i have my last question for you in this format not the real last question but in this format my last question for you is what's your number one productivity trick that you find really helpful and uh, how would you describe it um productivity trick for me uh, i would say uh, especially as a product manager right get really really amazing at your calendar management um so i in general i plan my my day in advance like the next day uh, and uh, when i start like on sundays i sit down and i clean up my week long calendar i i am very cautious of you know uh, setting up whether it's a monthly whether it's a biweekly uh, i i am you know uh, open to setting up 15 minute calls rather than 30 minute and 45 minute calls uh, before the next day like i sit down and then scan through all the meetings what what i need to prepare for what i don't uh, so be very very you know sort of uh, Uh, uh uh militant about uh what meetings you have what you don't and make sure the meetings are actually useful so even the for example there are lots of these uh, group meetings i run uh, uh every every week or whatever it is or whatever cadence it is and uh, i uh, actually call out this is the reason why we're having this meeting there, these are some of the things that we will discuss and then uh, be very sort of you know mindful of what format it is and uh, what are the topics that are being discussed i prepare the agenda beforehand uh, i have pre reads of things that need to be discussed and decided upon so things like that yeah so th- that's an amazing answer and uh, with that we come to the end of our format but uh, since we have you here with us i would not let you go with some special questions that i have for you So I watched this presentation and talk that you gave for the product school and in that it was basically for product managers but you know I being a marketer as well got a lot of value from it and I believe the many of the ideas that were shared were helpful for a lot of people so one of the ideas that you mentioned there was that you should be uncomfortably excited you know what does that mean uncomfortably excited um oh that's that's what adds uh, you know reason to live <laughs> sort of sort of a thing uh so what uncomfortably excited uh, i i define it as the zone of growth um so zone of growth is uh, it's not something that you know you've been doing for many many years and you continue doing that every single day you're probably used to it and it's not something that you know um, uh, it, it might not be something that sort of pushes you outside of your comfort zone but it cannot be something so far off like uh, imagine someone who has never uh, you know walked Five kilometers, then suddenly they're asked to uh, do Everest base camp. Uh, so I think there's a damn pump to things. Um, so uncomfortably excited is that zone, which is the sweet spot of growth, where you know it's not as easy as it might be. Uh, I mean, you don't. It's not like you're doing the same thing over and over again. So there is some challenge to it, but it's not so hard that it's unimaginable for you to get there. Or I mean, of course you can have those sort of goals, but then you have to have. a plan in place to get there so yeah that's what it is yeah uh, that's amazing so basically you're saying that it should be un- uncomfortable which means that it should be challenging but it should also simultaneously be exciting so that you go for the challenge right absolutely amazing another idea that you shared that you should always aim for 10x not 10% you know and that i felt that is incredible idea and uh, how, how does one apply this to their career you know can you elaborate on that one 
Yeah, so I have been uh, following this principle for quite some time when I finally understood, uh, you know, how, how big a difference 10% of the 10x could make in your life. I think the hardest part is realizing which zone you are in. Uh, lots of people don't realize the difference between 10% and 10x sort of growth and uh, get stuck in a, what, 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 what can be called a local maxima of uh, career development in their life. Um, so 10% would be, you know, at, at least for me, I'll, I'll talk in my own personal context, uh, 10% for me would have been, uh, you know, staying at Google where I was uh, as a uh, as PM, actually, even as an engineer, when I first changed from PM to uh, sorry, engineer to PM, that was also a, a jump, um, and uh, you know, just growing in that in that one particular role, that would have been a slow, steady, you know, uh, predictable sort of growth for me. Uh, what motivated me to sort of leave and come back was I, I I absolutely believed that you know, starting something of my own, which I really wanted to do, and and I really loved the space I started up in, uh, would bring me that next level of 10x growth and and teach me you know things that i will never be able to learn uh, in in a very comfortable environment like google uh, so that, those are some of the places where you know uh, i i would point out and say these are things that i've i've tried in my life uh, to adhere to that principle that that's simply incredible you know having that mindset uh, working at a great company like working at that company is actually a dream for many but having this mindset continuously that okay up to 10x wherever i am doesn't matter up to 10x from here and what's something that i can do to get 10x you know having this mindset is really important for anyone really uh, my last question for you and the real last question uh, is how's working at stripe different from working at google as you worked at both these amazing companies how's it different um, so I'll first say what's similar, uh, and then that will again, uh, you know, tie back to the principles that I've highlighted in this talk already. The sure. the, the thing that's similar. Um, so I, how I decide where to go usually just again comes down to the people, uh, where I try to ensure that uh, you know they're they're smart, they're ambitious, and overall they're really good people, like good people to work with, you know. So I think uh, as long as I sort sort of filter for this criteria, lots of other things automatically get taken care of. Uh, smart, ambitious people are usually places of high growth, uh, you know, lots of opportunity, and and uh, I end, obviously end up learning a lot from them and respecting the people that I'm working with. So that was true of both. That sorry, that is true of both Stripe as well as Google's truly, truly amazing people that I've been working with and I've been learning from uh, for such a long time. Uh, what is different? I think different. I will just say uh, my personal context has, has sort of uh, changed. Um, I think uh, uh, I was working in in cloud and developer tools um, that was my last team at, at google and right now i'm working in something like uh, i mean it's still developer tool but it's fintech so uh, you know the the product development is uh, completely different with fintech versus with something like a developer tool where you you can you have a lot of leeway you can move really fast um, uh, fintech there's a lot of regulation there's a lot of uh, all of that stuff so i think uh, you know that is one one big difference uh, in my own personal context and sort of level setting those timelines uh, that has happened uh, in the past uh, so yeah um, and and the second thing i'll, I'll highlight which is different between the two uh, I think uh, uh, Stripe has a very, very strong and important culture of writing, which is uh, different from the one at Google. Google was a, a lot, a, a lot more about presentations than about like long form documents. Uh, honestly, I, I think I actually appreciate you know my twenty page documents that I have to write at Stripe. Uh, I think anyone who joins uh, Stripe, right, they will definitely get better in their writing skills. It doesn't matter what you know edge of the spectrum they might be. They might be writers already, or they might be beginning. Uh, beginners like 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 I would consider myself um so but you will definitely improve uh, given the amount of writing there there exists
Yeah, that's that's really amazing to learn uh, the similarities and differences between two amazing, amazing companies which are holding the future of this generation. Uh, thank you so much for sharing those. Uh, to end this with, uh, I would like to know that any, if anyone from our audience wants to follow along your journey, your amazing trajectory and where you end up next or what's next for you, what will be the best way for them to follow you? Uh, Twitter. I am already said try to be decently active on Twitter. Um, I do uh, uh, respond to DMs eventually. Sometimes I take time, as Prashant will also confirm. But I do respond uh, eventually after after. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely correct. She does respond. It does take time, but you get it, right? <laughs> so thank you so much, Manjot, for taking the time for this. I see how busy you are. I've heard the post of your notifications many times while we were recording, and I know how busy you are. Thank you so much for making time for this. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Prashant, for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure chatting with you.